Welcome to the Masters of Automation podcast. In today's episode, we have Professor Alst, also known as the godfather of process mining. Welcome, Professor. It's a pleasure and my honor to have you and be speaking to you in today's episode. It's a joy to be here. Professor Wilwander Alst is the chief scientist at Salonis and a full professor at RWTH Aachen University, leading the process and data science group. He coined the field of process mining, and his research interests include process mining, business process and workflow management, process modeling and analysis. I myself have taken your course, Process Mining Data Science uh, in Action from the Eindhoven University of Technology a few years ago, and that kicked off my interest in the field and my journey with process mining. And since then, you've been an inspiring figure. Um, process mining is the key ingredient component of the future of work technology stack at high level, as we imagine standardized, efficient, and optimized processes in our daily jobs. Process mining plays an essential role in revealing where to find them, bottlenecks, and the pain problems with data-backed metrics. Um, personally, it was a wild moment for me, as most of us back in the day were doing traditional process mapping and we're not able to capture the full depth of process mining. So that said, I, I want to get started and hear a little bit about more you and how did you get into process mining and, and what led people to call you the godfather of process mining? Yeah, perhaps to, to start with the last question, I, I do not know, right? It has <laughs> been, uh, 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 like people have been saying it for at least the last 10 years or longer. Uh, how the term got uh, into existence, I do not know. Of course, if you look at, uh, let's say, the key people in the process mining field, then you can see that uh, these are many people that I worked with in the in the past, right? And, and 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 then to return to the first part of your question, is that if you look at my history, I uh, like my original research was very much in the field of petri nets and building simulation models, right? My my first applications were mostly in logistics, and it was mostly building simulation models using petri nets of these processes. And then in the, uh, let's say, in the early 90s, uh, there was suddenly uh, uh, like an incredible attention for workflow management, right? Suddenly everybody started to talk about it. And the idea was not new. There had been people working on this in the 70s. But in the 90s, it seemed that it would be a reality, right? That it would be possible to do that. So... There was an explosion of vendors that uh, started to sell workflow management products. And the basic promise that uh, everybody made, and including myself, was, okay, let's just make a model of your business processes. And then after you have modeled it, you push a button and you generate an information system that is supporting that process. And uh, myself and also many other people believed that workflow management would be a key technology used in any, let's say, organization. That was, let's say, the early 90s, mid 90s. And then uh, I was involved in many selection processes of workflow management technology. And one of the things that uh, I experienced is that many organizations would buy workflow management software 
then we try to put it into production. And often uh, it was never put really in production. And I think one of the primary reasons was that many people discovered that there was a huge gap between modeling a process, uh, like a PowerPoint picture, and the actual process with all of its exceptions and, and, and strange uh, uh, corner cases that, that you had to handle. So when I saw that uh, so many people, let's say, got disappointed in this, uh, I started to think, okay, let's not start by modeling. Let's start by uh, looking at what people are actually doing based on actual facts. And that was, let's say, in the late 90s that I started to uh, uh, the, the first research projects that basically looked at the problem, okay, how can we automatically learn a model what people really do? And I, uh, in the beginning, that was just a scientific problem, but for me, it was immediately clear uh, that this approach in the end uh, would be much more important than just modeling processes, right? Because I, I've seen the failure of modeling uh, that what people model and what is happening in reality uh, has not so much to do with each other. Everybody in the process mining field knows the term spaghetti model. That <laughs> I think I introduced over 20 years ago. And that is the, the process model that you get if you apply process mining, which is the real process, which is very different from, from that. So, so like in the, in the late 90s, I was the only person working on this. Uh, then I built up a group, uh, like the, the largest group in the world, specializing in doing research in this field. And many of my students also started companies uh, because for me, it was immediately clear that, uh, that I want these ideas to be used. And for that, there need to be companies that, that sell uh, this technology. Uh, what is a bit anecdotal is probably that like uh, 20 years ago, I was trying to sell this idea to SAP, to IBM, and all the tech companies I was trying to, uh, the, that were talking about workflow management, etc. And I was trying to convince them all. And everybody was surprised by what I could do, but they didn't implement it in some way, right? And now... They're paying uh, uh, millions and right. billions of euros <laughs> for small companies uh, that basically do what I was talking about uh, 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, they're paying the price for uh, for the chances that they didn't take at the time, definitely. And and then that's that's a great story because it started a great field that it started companies. That like Salonis and um, and Process Gold and all among uh, other ones, and created an ecosystem. And then the the academic theory behind it applied to the to the business life. And I think that helped to iterate the theories uh, over time and improve them. And then see how um, we can resolve these spaghetti <laughs> processes that they have. And then that's very. Uh, very interesting the meetup point of business and academy academy and and for 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 yourself what was your inspiration so like at the time you mentioned that people were a bit resistant to to adopt it quickly so what made you 
inspired and drive forward. Yeah, so uh, like it is a super interesting scientific problem. And I still have to fight against the idea. So many people that hear about process mining, they think, okay, this is like data mining, or this is like a specific type of machine learning, et cetera, et cetera. And it is not, it is very different, right? If you look at the algorithms that are behind it, they are very different from algorithms that people knew before. And so, uh, and so for example, if you look at the link with machine learning, which is of course super important at this point in time, uh, uh, technically you could say process mining is machine learning eh, because you learn a model using algorithms. So you could define it as a machine learning problem or as an AI problem. But in reality, the algorithms are very different. And one of the things that always fascinated me right from the beginning is that if you have processes that have sequences, that have choices, that have loops, and above all, have concurrency, our world is, is super concurrent. Uh, if you have all of these phenomena uh, happening all together, and the only thing that you see is example traces, example behaviors. And you would like to learn this structure that is from a scientific point of view, a very, uh, let's say interesting problem where over the last 25 years, we booked incredible progress, but it's still not uh, a solved problem. And so like part of my answer would be, it is a fascinating field with fascinating uh, uh, problems. Then if you look at the, uh, uh, like the adoption in industry, uh, I've always been surprised. Yeah, so, so, for example, I vividly remember, let's say that was probably around 2005, that we had uh, the fuzzy miner with token-based animation. And what we would do is that we would automatically discover a process model and then we would animate the tokens, which you can now find in any system, but you would animate the tokens. And uh, the fuzzy miner had this very nice, uh, let's say thing that it's like the, the parts of the process that would be very overloaded, they would become red glowing, like they are <laughs> on fire, right? It was a, a great visual representation. So I'm now talking about uh, that's as I said, around 2005 or so. And I would be sitting in rooms and we would take data from organizations and we would show this. And people would be astonished, right? They would be astonished that it was possible. And it looked exciting. And everybody was excited in the room. And then I was always thinking, okay, so now they are exciting. Now they are going to widely adopt this. But then I think people often slip back uh, to their normal way of doing things. And I think the reasons behind it, I think uh, uh, the software industry, specifically the, 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 the larger companies, they typically uh, do what their customers uh, ask for. And I think also many of the, let's say, consultancy firms, they just, they just echo what was customer size, right? So like if you think about the uh, advisory and consulting firms, they talk to one customer and they echo what they heard from one customer to the next customer. So as long as this is not 
the customers are not asking for it and it doesn't is not really applied uh, you don't have this let's say a reinforcing uh, effect and that is something what dramatically changed in the last couple of years because now uh, half of the fortune 500 companies is using process mining here in germany uh, probably all of the larger organizations are using process mining in some form so now we see that it has this echoing uh, mechanism that was not there in, in, the, in the past. And uh, yeah, that, 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 that's why at that point in time, I was surprised why people did not use it. And now suddenly many people use it uh, and it is still exactly the same technology. Yeah. And it, 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 it took some time for, for the organizations to go back and digest information, probably um, start to, to sell it and, and yeah. find champions in the company. And, then, and and that is very true. I think in, in the past where it was and where it is going now is is very different. And, and the, the time when I was interacting with it, I, I was installing it on a process and then doing the battery nets and then trying to figure out how it works, the conformance checking. And, and at the time I was more playing with it like a data extraction. So it was not a live, transaction processing that feeds through the API connections. And, and that's one area that I wanted to ask you because as a process mining as a tool is, is actually very powerful because once, once you connect to the database and have the process graph and the data KPIs can build call to actions for the bottlenecks depending on that uh, transaction and, and that's tools that execution management approach that each each transaction can be triggered and something can happen afterwards to resolve that exception um so how how do you see process mining evolving over the years and then and then seeing where it started and where it is at now to, yeah. to where it is growing to yeah so if you see where it started and i think you're completely right uh, is that it started a bit as a tool for a data scientist, right? So a data scientist would extract event data, uh, then it would do an analysis, and the result would be a report. And the report would be given to management, and the management would say, oh, based on these and these, we would like to change that. So in the past, like in the early years, process mining was seen as a project, just like a project where you would model processes uh, and see where you would improve it. It was like a, in a, an improvement project. I think uh, what has changed is the following, and I think uh, this also partly explains the success of Salonis. Uh, Salonis was the first... Uh, so Salonis did two things different than other companies around uh, that time. Uh, one difference that they did is that they, right from the beginning, they... Uh, position process mining not as a tool for a data scientist, but a tool for the people actually working in the process. So uh, that is relatively simple. And you need to create dashboards with labels and explanations, uh, pie charts, bar graphs, et cetera, et cetera, uh, that talk in the language of the people involved in that process. And so from a technical point of view, that is not a big step. Uh, but you need to make sure that process mining results are seen by many people continuously, right? If you want to improve a process, it's not like you 
generate the report and then everything is okay. It is a continuous effort to do that. I think that was one uh, one thing that Salonis did different and, and, and many uh, organizations followed. Uh, what you can see in, let's say, the last couple of years, and you can also see that the whole market is going into that direction, is that uh, Salonis bought Integromat uh, as, a, as a means to connect process mining results to triggering automatic workflows to improve processes. Like you would, you would automatically generate actions to not just generate diagnostics, but to directly uh, intervene with, uh, with the process. And if you now look at the market, and you, for example, look at, I don't know, that, that IBM bought uh, MyInvenio, Appian bought Lana Labs, uh, uh, like Process Growth was acquired by uh, UiPath, uh, uh, Microsoft bought Minute, uh, SAP bought Signavio. So there have been lots of uh, uh, like mergers in the market. And if you analyze these mergers, let's say from a distance, what you typically see is that it's a combination of automation and intelligence, let's say process mining. And I think uh, this is this key idea uh, that, I don't know, organizations do not pay for diagnostics, they pay for improvements. And that requires that, that connection. And I think it's clearly that the field is heading in that way. Another thing that I think is important that, that we did not discuss about yet is the fact that... Uh, the extraction of event data is still one of the biggest topics. Yeah, that uh, to go from, uh, I don't know, hundreds of SAP tables to one dashboard that is showing what the problems are is something that till, still takes a lot of work. So uh, this is not, let's say, a computer science problem, right? It's from a technical point of view, it's clear that it can be done. It is more like uh, uh, how to uh, to make process mining somehow domain specific. Uh, we know for certain processes, we know what kind of events are being stored. We know typical uh, problems, and that explains why many organizations start with a purchase to pay and order to cash as the standard processes. It's not because there are the biggest gains to be achieved there, right? Because they are, in many organizations, they are secondary processes. It's not the prime purpose of the company. But it is frequently done because we know how to extract that data. We know uh, uh, what are recurring problems and we can address this. And, and that is the entry-level process mining. And I, my hope and my expectation is that now if companies have successful experiences with that, they will more apply it in areas like, I don't know, production, logistics, uh, et cetera, et cetera, uh, which are the real key processes of many organizations. And that's a very interesting point because the digital footprint, the event logs, if, the, if it is not there, then it needs to be transformed and it needs to be shaped so the process mining can recognize it. And if the data is not there at all, then we're unable to use software to drive insights. So tying that to also another emerging field, uh, blockchain, 
what what are your thoughts about uh, about blockchains interaction with process mining because it, it does produce event logs <clears throat> and I, I know some of the chains do not give the required granularity of information and some do um, however with the live transaction processing and, and the transaction amounts are massive there as well um, it can be very interesting to see what insights are happening there so what are yeah. your thoughts yeah, so, so I'm, I'm a bit skeptical, to be quite honest, right? On, on the one hand, we also wrote papers uh, on uh, like process mining on blockchain data. Uh, but I see the blockchain a bit similar to something like the cloud, right? Uh, so it is a type of technology uh, that is important, uh, and just as most of the and like uh, before process mining was mostly done on a laptop and you can see that more and more organizations they they, they, they don't run it in their company anymore it is just run in, in the cloud because you do not need to worry about scalability and all of these things that's all taken care of um, the same is that i think for certain applications blockchain will become a standard technology i think it is less relevant than something like then moving to the cloud, right? I, I think it's more uh, more a niche type of area. Uh, uh, once you have blockchain data that allows you to, uh, let's say, extract event data that you may not have in a, in a regular, uh, let's say, normal setting. However, just like with, with cloud, uh, doing process mining in the cloud, it does not fundamentally change the problems, right? The fact that, uh, like, uh, whether it's a blockchain, a CSV file, or, or a SQL database, uh, once you have done the extraction, it is business as usual, right? So, so, so that, uh, and so I, I think from from the viewpoint of, I don't know, changing process mining algorithms or something like that, I think there is nothing new. At the same time, it would be very interesting uh, to think of applications of process mining in settings that you normally cannot address. And one of the, I think, untapped potentials of process mining is what we call, uh, let's say, federated process mining. And that is that uh, process mining is typically now done inside one organization, right? Uh, because that organization owns the data, uh, you can do the analysis, you can do the improvements. But there are, of course, and we look at the supply chains that broke down in times of, uh, of COVID and the Ukraine war, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, uh, supply chains are not a one company thing. There are many uh, companies involved. And perhaps blockchain could help to lift process mining to the inter-organizational level, right? that, that, that you agree on the standard medium uh, with the goal of that, okay, you fix what the interactions are between different companies, and that it provides a source, uh, a single source of truth shared between diff different organizations. Yeah? So, so uh, I think there is an application, but I would say it's more like a niche uh, area. That, that, uh, so that I know there are many people super enthusiastic about blockchain. 
but you have to wonder what are the application where you really need something like this. Yeah. That, that, that there is not a trusted partner that just manages all of that. Right? Yes, yes, I, I, I definitely agree with you and Eco. It's, it, it can be a great opportunity to come as an inter-organization um, opportunity so that the event logs can be accessed through one platform and, and everyone can be traced so it benefits everyone. So it's not stuck in someone's uh, dashboard. Um, so that's it, we are almost at time and I have more questions. Uh, <laughs> I know I know you are very busy and I, and I really appreciate uh, you taking the time and, and joining the call and, and doing the podcast with me. It was, it was great to learn from your insights and have this discussion. Um, thank you very much for, for joining the session. It was a pleasure to talk to you, and it's always nice to talk to, to let's say, former students of my Coursera course. And so uh, I think in total now it has been taken by over 150,000 people, uh, uh, which I think shows the interest of young people in this topic, and uh, I'm sure it will only grow in importance. So thank you very much for your for your questions.